Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Carrington, and you're listening to Call Talk for July 17, 2013. Today's topic is multi-channel management, latest learnings on what to measure and how. So if you're listening live, I'd like to invite you to be part of the show and ask questions throughout the show, and here's how you can do it. You can either email me directly at brian at benchmarkportal.com, which seems to be the favorite way to go, or if you're listening on the phone or close to one, you can always call in, and that number is 347-857-3117. Make sure to press the number one on your phone to let me know you have a question, and I'll get you right in. Now, the first person to ask a live question on the phone will receive a $1,500 benchmarking survey for your industry. So, go ahead and call in. Again, that number is 347-857-3117. I do want to remind everyone that all of our shows are archived and are available to listen to at BenchmarkPortal.com any time of the day that's good for you. So, at this point, I'd like to introduce the host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfiore. Well, thank you, Brian, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. Today's topic, as Brian mentioned, is multi-channel management, the latest learnings on what to measure and how. Call centers are now contact centers, as we all know, with multiple channels a client can connect you with and your business. Now, special guest David Raya will be joining us as we examine this new world. Now, some of you may know him as David Raya, but I'm going to stick to the proper Italian pronunciation of David Raya. Ciao, Davide. Come va? Buongiorno, dottore. Che cosa? <laughs> okay. Listen, we can really confuse the audience. Uh. <laughs> or we, we could just do the whole thing in Italian and send it over to Italy for broadcast. What do you think? Well, let's split the difference, and we'll do it in broken English and uh, see what I can do about that. (laughs) Okay, that's a good idea. Uh, Anyway, David is highly regarded in the contact center industry as an operations improvement specialist who is currently focused on leveraging metrics and and benchmarking to improve multi-channel center performance. After a long and productive career at AT AT&T, he began consulting in 1995 and has spent the last 18 years successfully driving a variety of complex contact center optimization engagements across Fortune 200 enterprises, as well as federal government agencies in the United States and in Canada. And he successfully delivered fully integrated projects for contact center functions that include sales and service, credit and collections, campaign management, and also CRM strategies and tactics. His acknowledged areas of expertise include uh, virtual consolidations, market segmentation, contact management, and quality assurance. And uh, he's also done a lot of work in workforce optimization. While at Benchmark Portal, David has driven a number of groundbreaking initiatives in data collection, financial opportunity, and ROI analytics. And he's currently leading up our multi-channel benchmark analytics team, which is why we have him here today. So Mr. Raya has been a favored featured speaker on many of these topics at a variety of national contact center and management seminars. So it's my pleasure to welcome David Raya to the show. Thanks, Bruce. Uh, and and that's, that's me in straight English. Uh, it's good to be here. And uh, I'm really interested in, in seeing what reaction the audience may have to some of these issues that we've been uh, uncovering as we've plowed the fields of multi-channel benchmarking. Mm. 
And, well, David, tell us a little bit about how you came to focus on multi-channel management, a really important area in today's world. But uh, how did it grab your attention? Well, as you know, Bruce, uh, we at Benchmark Portal have been uh, working on developing and refining a multi-channel survey for over a year now. Um, and as kind of an aside, it's amazing, even up until this morning, we learned something new about multi-channel virtually every day. Um, now that we've, we've been into this, we've learned more and overcome more quandaries and frustrations in this past year than we ever dreamed possible. You know, this is supposed to be a piece of case. We've been uh, at benchmarking for about 15 or 20 years now. This has been uh, a very different experience, however. Every time we turned over a rock, you know what we found underneath it? Wait for it. Another rock, and even mm. bigger. Things yeah. like, how come utilization looks so high in this survey? Or uh, how come... Uh, uh, how come the occupancy looks like it's all kind of lumped together? Mm -hmm. How do you really calculate cost per when we're used to calculating cost per call on a kind of a one-for-one one, um, value when all the contacts are kind of funded by the same budget? Nothing yeah. uh, was adding up easily, and nor did it stand up to our, as you know, we have many validations and cross-checks in our survey process. Uh, and and it, was, it was very perplexing. So once we got around that kind of stuff, we then had to wrestle with new concepts like what is a combination of completely satisfied for an inbound customer call when combined with a eh, not so much email customer satisfaction? What does that yield in terms of determining uh, the level of customer satisfaction? So we needed to expand our understanding of customer satisfaction across customer experience throughout the channels. Right, right. You know, I, I think this is what came out. We've been talking about uh, multi-channel has been encouraged to go multi-channel in terms of benchmarking for a number of years by uh, some advanced clients. But a key concept here is that moving from measuring and benchmarking a voice-only center to a true multi-channel center, it, it's not about simply adding on a few metrics. It, it isn't. Uh, no, yeah, it certainly it's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's true that many metrics – come through this unscathed. So let's not, you know, get hysterical. Average speed of answer, average talk time, average after call, uh, call work time, hold time, transfers, first call resolution, if you're looking at that. Um, for the voice channel, stay exactly the same and continue to yield the same juicy information for managing and, and benchmarking that they always have. So if any of our listeners are still in a predominantly uh, voice channel, very little will change with the new survey. I mean, basically, it looks a lot nicer, but all the, the meat is the same that you'll be chewing on. Uh, it's really for those who have been moving toward a true multi-channel center with agents who are doing more than one channel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they're the ones who have been the object of uh, your due diligence and the rest of the team, really, in trying to make sure we come up with something that is a really high quality for, for benchmarking. Because there yeah, are other metrics... You know, there are these other metrics that have to be handled with a, with a high degree of analytical understanding. And, and in fact, uh, maybe you could share with us uh, what you've learned about identifying and selecting key performance indicators. Well, was, absolutely. Uh, and I will, I will agree. Nothing really does change in the voice channel. Uh, where the changes occur uh, are how, those channel, how the voice channel 
relates to the other channels in the center. And, and the, the truth is, um, most businesses uh, who are in, uh, in the process of moving to multi-channel are really in the baby steps. And they're trying mm -hmm. to bring in other channels uh, as they can. And the objective here is obviously uh, to improve the, the productivity and to offer their customers more ways to get into the business. The, the uh, idea, however, you mentioned uh, FCR, first call resolution. Um, first call resolution stays the same for the voice channel, but as you get into uh, something like web chat, it's more difficult to assess whether or not you, in fact, did uh, solve a customer's issue on the first contact. And we have to get used to saying contacts throughout. But, but even though the, the, um, the acronym may be the same, SCR, First Contact Resolution, the way we look at it may be somewhat different. The most important learnings have been around the interrelationships of channels in terms of time reporting and management. What you see is not always what you really got. Um, when you're tracking multi-channel metrics, occupancy and utilization become awfully tricky. And since most of the tasks tend to overlap, and especially in the newer centers who are trying multi-channel uh, activities, um, they tend to be um, work that's done when there's time. So uh, occupancy can no longer be looked at as straight ACD time. When you leave, and when you leave the relatively well-documented world of ACD, it can be quite difficult to track, track your occupancy in email, in chat, in social, social media, etc. The same is true of utilization. Um, response times become very critical, and they are very different from the more immediate need of a voice call center. Uh, Non-voice channel handle times and outcome reporting are all, all different. Our early findings suggest that these metrics are probably self-reported, and that was giving us the, the biggest issues as we tried to understand the interrelationships and work our validation processes. Um, that customers had used tick marks, uh, extrapolations from some random observings, observations, and um, generally guesstimates. When you use those in, in the fine art of benchmarking, they tend to obscure the, the reality of things and nothing tends to jive. So the key is selecting metrics that can be validated through reports that our client may have and through documentation. Uh, the, truly, the reality is that that may only be able to be achieved by creating new tracking tools or purchasing some upgraded technology specifically designed to track it and manage the multiple channels. Um, we encourage it heartily, but not in, in all, not, in, not in all cases is that possible. So uh, you may be confined to creating your own new tools of tracking uh, utilizations in the alternate channel. Yeah, no, the, the, this utilization thing is so important because it's such a uh, great indicator of your efficiency. But if you've got um, sort of uh, data that indicates that you're utilizing your, your uh Agents 120% of the time, then obviously something's wrong. And, That's exactly uh, right. And and you've got to do something about it. You have to go back 
and look at what is it about the data collection that, that's wrong. So again, uh, while most of the metrics don't change for the voice channel folks uh, who are listening, uh, this is one that uh, you can be very confident that David and team have been wrestling with and wrestling with successfully. They've really come up with some great stuff through the learning they've done in terms of making sure that uh, the utilization, the occupancy metrics, which are important metrics, are properly done so that this um, multi-channel benchmarking is, in fact, a, uh, an accurate and uh, a useful tool. So uh, really good stuff that's been done there, David. Um, right. Tell us more about what you see as the uh, current best practices and the complex side of multi-channel metric uh, tracking and management. Okay, that that's part of the issue, Bruce. There really uh, are very few best practices with regard to uh, truly integrated multi-channel operation benchmarking. There's some great work around individual channel performance. I think I think we've all seen it. There've been some uh, great white papers around creating blended centers, for example, in the outbound side. But um, I, as I mentioned earlier, I believe most of our listeners are just beginning to support multi-channel. Uh, or may not be large enough to profit from a tech-heavy, truly blended solution. Um, the roadmap we're drawing will allow for successful management of all channels in one center and the ability to achieve an optimum integrated performance at all levels of size and complexity. And, and, the, and it all begins with assuring that the, uh, the statistics that you create for occupancy, and utilization are accurate. In most cases, uh, in the early stages, agents will remain logged into the ACD while they do other work. Um, the objective here uh, is to do additional work, not in place of. Right, right. And uh, would you be able to maybe cite a couple of, uh, or an example of um, how this all works, given the systems that people have right now? And I'm thinking, for instance, in terms of uh, aux codes and that sort of thing. Right. And, and I, I must take some time to thank a few of our customers who have worked with us uh, really closely to understand where the issues occur. Uh, in a true ACD system, uh, the aux codes can be used to identify non-call activities and to track the time associated with it. And that's probably the best way to do it in, a, in a, an operation that's just beginning. Uh, agents can be logged into the ACD for their primary function of answering calls, but as they uh, have time to or are scheduled to uh, work on other channels, they can identify that with an aux code in the ACD. Uh, and let me take some time to say that uh, this should not be done just kind of when you have time. Uh, that's been one of the one of the critical issues that's really cost some centers uh, a great degree of, uh, of efficiency and uh, some service level um, gaps. If, a, if an agent leaves the uh, inbound call environment to handle email for a while because he has time at that time, that doesn't always mean that the next call coming in may not need to be answered. So you lose some of the continuity. The trick is to make sure that alternate channel work is scheduled and measured as, uh, as uh, in an adherence environment. How much time are you spending on the channels that we've assigned you to? And that takes some, some work around forecasting 
and getting good ideas of uh, forecasted buy-ins and length uh, of activities for the alternate channels as you do for the inbound call channels. When you do that and schedule the work and track it through Oxcode, you have a reasonably good idea of what your investment is in terms of time uh, and, and resources. Yep, and I, I think we would encourage people who are listening and who may say, you know, I think I've got it, but I would really like to bounce what I'm going to do to track this better off of an expert. Now, please do feel free to contact us so that we can talk that through with you. And, um, you know, David, uh, some of the other colleagues just have a lot of experience with thinking this through at this point. And uh, systems are different, and so you can't, you know, it's not one size fits all. Uh, so a lot of times these things need to be sort of talked through, but we're, we're happy to do that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's on, this, on the true metric side of things, the efficiency, which most people are probably interested in, in, uh, mm-hmm. in the cost impact of handling more channels. But the, the one that we are also currently working hardest on is how to address the idea I mentioned earlier about how do you look at customer satisfaction and the effectiveness metrics in a multi-channel environment. Uh, the, the customer satisfaction in the voice channel may be very high, but the, the customer satisfaction in email or in chat might not be quite so high. So when looking at a balanced scorecard in a multi-channel environment, you have to take those things into consideration as well. And what we're finding is that uh, to get a true picture of customer satisfaction, um, measurement systems uh, like um, customer experience, CES, uh, net uh, promoter score, those are both excellent ways to measure contact centers effectiveness in a multi-channel environment. So what we're doing now is uh, working on algorithms that will convert some of the um, uh, metrics for customer satisfaction in different channels into a net promoter score or into a customer experience score. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore have a, a greater view of what this customer satisfaction component is uh, for the multi-channel center, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and, and truth, you can, you can understand this, that the whole in all areas is going to be greater than the sum of the parts. And with mm-hmm. nothing else, it's certainly going to be different. So it's yeah. about getting a 360-degree view of the customer experience and also the financial implications of providing that total experience. Is it worth right. what paid for? Right, right. And and uh, I'm sure that this, too, also helps with the discussion of um, sort of uniform experience across channels. When people start looking at metrics, They'll also start uh, perhaps considering in more detail the experience because you want to have this seamless uh, sort of look and feel of the of a quality uh, customer experience across the various channels. Exactly, and and the need for um, a, a comprehensive uh, customer relationship management system comes to the fore, where the same information is being shared across all channels and available across all channels including the self-service channels that the customer um, investigates on his own. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, really, all of this is going to uh, continue to uh, rely on our sense of uh, or our, our uh, practice of looking at a balanced score, scorecard approach, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, this, the metrics 
that we've used uh, very effectively in uh, on the inbound call side of things for both efficiency, which is more the cost side, and effectiveness, which is more the customer satisfaction side, will continue to uh, populate um, our balanced scorecard in the multi-channel world. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to be uh, uh, involved in uh, developing um, weightings for our um, star matrix calculator that mm -hmm. uh, allow for a balanced scorecard from all sources of customer interaction to affect the position of the star calculator. Right, right. now, okay. we are, we're going to present... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say for those uh, listeners who may not be familiar with our balanced scorecard approach, we gather those uh, metrics which correspond to cost into an efficiency basket and those that correspond to uh, quality into a, an effectiveness basket so that we can uh, talk about, you know, balancing the quality and the cost features so we can optimize the center, uh, both in terms of how the uh, customers look at it and in terms of how the CFO looks at it. So you want to make sure that you get the 360-degree the view there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what we're, the, the differences will occur when we look at um, speed of answer, for example, in the inbound call channel, we'll be looking at response time. And rather than cost per call, we're going to have to develop the cost per call channel metric. And that, that on the efficiency side, is going to be the key performance uh, metric for determined efficiency. What is the cost per, and I'll put those in quotes, cost per um, alternate channel activity? And then we'll, that will then bring you to a cost per contact overall. And one thing that we are finding for sure in the, in the multi-channel surveys we've dealt with thus far is that the overall cost per contact uh, in channels that are multi-channel multi centers is significantly lower than those that were uh, originally cost per call. And that's the, that's the end game on the efficiency side. We're still sorting through the, uh, the effectiveness side, but again, uh, it will continue to deal with first call resolution rate, which will probably always be the great determinant of uh, customer satisfaction. Um, and um, so those will you know, create the two major um, sides of the coin, the efficiency and the effectiveness side. Right, right. And, and, and the reason for going toward multi-channel, of course, there, there are two reasons. One is to, uh, in fact, make sure that you can give the customer a quality, seamless experience across channels. And on the other hand, to reduce costs because right. uh, some of these other channels really are cheaper and therefore make the senior uh, folks in the company happier too. So exactly. you know, one of the things, as an aside though, I, I just want to bring this up. And I can see that one of the things that's not purely metrics-based, but it's something that our managers listening should keep in mind is that the, the agent skills are going to be key in all this going forward because agents will need to have both the aptitude and the competency and training uh, to service the added channels to, to which they may be assigned. So this will require, you know, proper screening and training and, and all that kind of good stuff. You can't just sort of uh, throw somebody who's been great on the voice channel onto uh, email, for example, if it's not all pre-scripted email. Uh, because right. someone with terrible grammar 
could really turn off uh, your customer and not provide that quality seamless experience or that quality experience that they do provide when they're on the phone. And so right. tracking and measuring that is, uh, is, is going to be, you know, very important as well. Right. The most obvious difference is around the ability to type and talk at the same time. And a selection process will, will probably include much more focus on that ability because as you move between channels, between voice and non-voice channels, uh, that skill becomes key and critical. And uh, in truth, the agents that have been hired to date have, have more been hired for their customer sensitivity and their voice qualities rather than their skills with uh, uh, with typing and so forth. Right, right, yeah. It's sort of like uh, the opposite of going from silent films to the talkies, right? Remember that? Some of the uh, oh. no, uh, stars have terrible uh, actually, accents. I don't What's actually that? remember that, but, uh, <laughs> but I've heard about it. You heard about I think you it. Told me, you might have told me about it, actually. <laughs> exactly, but when I was on my father's knee. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, well, good. Uh, listen, a lot of really uh, juicy things here, but given the time, I was wondering if we should go over to uh, to Brian for questions at this point. Uh, David, did you have any last things you wanted to say before we did that? Um, I don't I don't think so, Bruce, except that it, it will continue to be a work in process, and, uh, and again, I, I really do appreciate our customers working with us to identify um, some issues along with us and help us resolve them. So we'll continue to do that as we go along because this has truly been a learning experience all the way down. Well, that's great. And actually, if I could just underline, too, as a CEO of Benchmark 4, we, we really take the idea that we're working with our community very, very seriously. And so when our community works with us, to help uh, with things like the multi-channel initiative, uh, we really do appreciate it very, very much. So thanks to all of you who are listening who may have worked with David or the team in the past or will do so in the future. And with that, uh, Brian, uh, why don't we go back to you and see if we have uh, have any questions from the audience. Okay, sounds great. I do have a couple emails that came in, and uh, I'll shoot you guys the first one. This is uh, a tech question from Shirley. She asks, what is the impact of proper call center technology with regards to multi-channels? Well, I, the most obvious and the one that jumps off the page is um, workforce optimization technology, workforce management technology. As I mentioned earlier, um, the days of, of using uh, an Excel spreadsheet to do uh, forecasting and scheduling uh, are, are going to be long past when we get in the multi-channel environment. The ability to forecast and schedule across multiple channels, uh, across multiple skill types, across um, different time of day volume and call length um, uh, activities is going to be critical in managing uh, a multi-channel environment. We haven't said much about adherence, but uh, probably if I look across all our surveys in the past, adherence has been the one that's probably been uh, most overlooked, but adherence in a multi-channel environment to a multi-channel schedule is, is critical, or you will lose track of, of where your agents are at and what they're doing, and as a result, um, put yourself in harm's way with regard to uh, service levels and customer satisfaction. Hmm. So workforce management tools. Yeah, no, very, very important. I agree with you, David. Uh, other things, of course, are, uh, you know, routing, making sure that you've got some sort of universal routing that's good. 
And um, with regard to the fact that you have different people who are trained and have to have knowledge management systems to re interact with the different channels, those are also uh, technology-related things that you'll want to, to think about. Uh, big centers, obviously, uh, may have certain people who will only be doing emails because they know that they'll have a certain level of email volume. They know certain people are really just good for emails or just uh, specially uh, good for emails, I should say. And, um, and, and, uh, and therefore, they will always be dealing with emails. There will be others who are doing the same thing on the voice side. And then there will be those uh, who are uh, flexible workers who can do more than one and, and do them well. And uh, making sure that the technology facilitates that uh, and doesn't run up into any uh, roadblocks is also going to be important going forward. But uh, great question, Shirley. Thank you very much. Do we have another one, uh, Brian? Yeah, we do. And uh, David, you mentioned earlier it can be kind of uh, tricky to measure customer satisfaction in the multi-channel environment. And so I think this is where the, the question comes from. Dan wrote in, what does the latest research show regarding customer satisfaction in a multi-channel environment? Well, um, that's obviously an interesting and very topical question, Brian. Uh, customer satisfaction, as I mentioned, is not the only indicator of a multi-channel center's, uh, multi center's quality. Net promoter score, if, uh, if it hasn't been investigated by our listeners, should be, uh, as well as customer experience score. Uh, the use of those tools is increasing daily. Uh, although it's not widely, they're not widely used yet, uh, they will become more and more the, uh, the gold standard of customer satisfaction. Um, they're also the most written about topics in the Paul Center white papers today. They drive some very new strategic fronts. Uh, they will uh, create questions around uh, customer-centric questions like how do I prefer to do business? Uh, where do I, I find that out from the customer? What way do I prefer to interact with you? How quickly and completely can I resolve my transaction by, by channel? Uh, in the center itself, the employee questions will be around how will I distribute the work? How will I staff the work? How will I track the work, as we talked about earlier? Uh, the creation of a multi-channel super agent uh, is, um, will change the way we uh, manage the, the quality manage our uh, agents. What do we look for? Other things are uh, around at a higher level, at the, uh, at the enterprise level. How do I reduce churn by increasing channels? How do I optimize what I'll call financial utilization, which is getting all that you pay for out of the time that your agents are occupied? How do you, how do you ensure that you're, you're in fact getting your, uh, a full day's work for a full day's pay? And, and then what was mentioned earlier, how can I keep up with technology to, uh, to keep up with customer experience and customer requirements? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, great answers there. And uh, can I just ask you, because we're at the bottom of the hour now, and um, uh, we sort of have to, to cut it off, unfortunately, because this is very, very interesting uh, topics, but could you say a word or two about social media and, um, and multi-channel? Well, social media is, uh, if you pick up any newspaper, is the thing of the day. And uh, mm -hmm. first, the first thing that we have found is that it is uh, it's, it's probably the least um, tapped uh, channel of the, of the surveys we've looked at. And I think that's because 
it is very new. It does require some different tools and some different skills to get involved in. But social media uh, is a fact of life that we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to get away from. And uh, in order to do that well, it it will probably require an investment in some social media mining tools and the um, identification of very specific resources to act virtually immediately to a social media issue or question or uh, crisis. Um, and again, they will, social media will be measured in, in virtually the same way. What's your speed of response? Uh, how much does it cost you to do that, and how effective are you being with it? Are you really, in fact, satisfying uh, the needs of, of the new generation of uh, contact center um, callers and, and corresponders? Um, it's, it's to be contended with, but right now it is, it's truly nascent in its yeah. uh, development. Okay, so just for our listeners, we're ready for it. Uh, we just need you to actually be using it and measuring it, and then we can. Uh, we, we've got the uh, the survey questions to uh, to handle it. Right. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Well, David, this has been really, really interesting. I'm I'm sorry that we've gotten to the end of our time here. Uh, I'd love to continue on, but I'm afraid we're going to have to turn things back over to uh, to Brian. Uh, do you have any last uh, things that you wanted to say, or? No, thanks for for the opportunity, Bruce. Um, the more we the more we get the word on the street, the more uh, people will be participating in our multi-channel survey. The more great information we'll be able to develop. Uh, aside from that, I finish. Okay, molto bene, molte grazie e ci vediamo tutti. Brian, over to you. All right. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it, David and uh, Bruce. Some really good uh, discussion today, very meaty with a lot of good information in it. So I appreciate all that today. And uh, I want to remind everyone, if there's a show that you want to check out, make sure you go to our website at BenchmarkPortal.com as we have all of our uh, previous shows archived right there for you. So I also want to invite you to join us next time uh, where we're going to have uh, Russ Rossi from New York Life AARP join us to talk about providing strategic organizational value by transitioning your center from a service to a sales culture. should be a good show, and that's August 13th, 2013. So don't forget to sign up for a free reality check benchmark report to see how your center compares to others in the industry and get a glimpse at some of those multi-channel metrics that we have already tracking here for you at Benchmark Portal. But, of course, from all of us here, I want to make sure you guys keep those headsets steady. Head your fingers ready. That's a wrap. Take care.